0: From the newsroom of the red and black i'm digital producer kira posey today we talked to contributor joshua walker about his story on the healing circle a support group for black women in athens we also talked to the healing circle founder chantelle pace and facilitator tini Pelham about their perspective on black mental health and why they saw a need for a support group but first we'll look at some of this week's news natural and organic store earth fair will close in two to four weeks there's an earth Fair store in athens five points one of the 50 around the United States to shut down. From the sports desk, Georgia's women's basketball team lost to Mississippi State earlier this week with a score of 67 to 53. Men's basketball broke a four game losing streak with a 63 to 48 win over Texas A&M. From the culture desk, the first self-serve microbrewery aims to open in March. Authentic Brewing Company will be the first brewery in normal town.
1: And we're here with Josh Walker, who is a news contributor at the Red and Black. And Josh, to start off, what is the story here with the Healing Circle? And how did you find out about it?
2: Um, Well, we actually received uh, the news desk, received the tip from Chantel Pace, who founded the program last summer with Ecclesia Homes. Um, And I think what stuck out to me about the tip was that they talked a lot about the type of things that they talk about at the healing circle and the struggles that um, black and African-American community members face. And I thought that this was a good, um, not only a profile story, but also maybe a revealing story on the deficits of um, you know, the Athens community or even just um, this global community that revolves around a possible stigma um, with relating between mental health and African-Americans.
1: And once you got into writing the story, reporting it, in your research and talking to Chantel, Tanisha, other people around the space, um, what did you find?
2: I think the thing that most piqued my interest was um, a lot of what Chantel and Tanisha told me was that there is this um, negative um, connotation with um, like Black people and African Americans, um, like fear going to get. Um, help from different mental health services um, because of past treatment historical looks um, there can be um, a lot of negative things that come out of um, people trying to seek help so as a result a lot of them don't even try to seek help Um, so I think that's the biggest thing that I saw all right thanks Josh thanks for having me
1: And we're here with counseling and psychology doctoral student Chantel Pace as well as counseling and psychology PhD candidate Tanisha Pelham and just to start off either one of you can answer this question but what is the healing circle and when did it start? So
3: yeah the healing circle is just a safe space for a black woman anybody who identifies as black as woman to come together and really fellowship and participate in conversations around healing and it started This past summer.
1: And in the article that Josh wrote, it mentions that this is a support group, not therapy per se. What is that definition? What is the meaning of that definition, I guess?
4: I think the difference in what we want to create versus therapy, like Chantel said, we want the healing circle to be a safe space, and I'd even argue a sacred space um, for the women who are going to be joining us and therapy is more you know individualized Um, and I think the curriculum that we develop for the healing circle is something that we develop as um, a collective with the group not necessarily where in therapy you're developing a treatment plan for one individual person
1: and talking about that um, the women that you're doing this for black women specifically why did you start it and where did you or why did you start it, and how did? what did you see the need as?
3: Um, I remember having a conversation with Dr. Campbell, who is the director of the Center for Counseling and Person Evaluation, and she specifically asked me what I wanted to do as a clinician, and I was like, yo, I want to run a group for black women because when I went to my undergraduate degree, I had it, uh, got it at Auburn University and I knew I needed a space to just have the freedom to be me and to let down my walls and to be vulnerable and emotional with a collective group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that people of African descent or black folks, um, we're a collectivist society. Um, we do a lot with fellowship and so I felt like this was definitely needed because I needed it
4: mm-hmm. once. I'd agree with Chantel. For me, I received my bachelor's and my master's degree from Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University, which is a historically black university, and I had that sense of community and fellowship with my cohort members and the faculty and, you know, transitioning into a predominantly white institution. I really felt that shift um, in that in that transition, and I wanted to create a space like what we have now with the Healing Circle and Chantel and Ecclesia, Ecclesia Holmes, who founded the group with Chantel, um, had already begun that when I came in. Um, So to have the opportunity now, um, like Chantel said, I saw the need for myself. And just with the outpour of interest we've gotten um, from women who are interested in joining the group, um, more than we can even facilitate
1: during this cycle, um, it definitely shows us that there's a need and josh cites in his article some facts and figures essentially well they point out that black people specifically are a lot of times um, misdiagnosed or discriminated against in psychology and therapy is that why y'all felt like there was a need to bring it uh, to make this group but also to have it as black women speaking to each other
3: Mm-hmm. Oh absolutely, um, so like there's this phrase me and Tanisha throw around all the time when we're like developing curriculum it's like for us by us and when we hear that as black folks we know that oh like it's already bedded out like they're cool right and so if you think of the history of psychology like we have done a lot of crappy things to people of color just healthcare institutions Mm -hmm. in general, I think of like the Tuskegee experiment, just other things along those lines. Specifically
4: with black women, the history of gynecology and the experimentation on black women, you know, without any sedatives or anything like that against their will. So, you know, there is a lot of mistrust, um, a lot of stigma, a lot of, um, miseducation, I think, regarding psychology just because of the history Mm -hmm. and the trauma that we've experienced when dealing with medical and mental health um, institutions.
3: Yeah, and I think there's just something magical about, like, providing treatment to your own people. Like, you get things that other people can't. Like, I could have a client in front of me and they tell me my nerves are bad, and I know exactly Mm -hmm. what that means, right? right? And not having to explain that to a clinician who's not from that community, um, where you have to educate them on, you know, the language that you use... I think that's important. Right.
4: So we know that different disorders present different for different groups of people. And just understanding what that looks like, having someone sitting across from you who understands your experiences, mm-hmm. understands what you're going through, and can relate to you without having to necessarily explain or educate you about what they're talking about is really
1: important, I think. And that's something that we definitely want to create, and I think that we have created that. Mm-hmm. I guess more broadly, that's that's essentially looking at psychology through a racial lens, like. Who are you speaking to um, about your own problems and what are the experiences they bring? Is that something the two of you are interested in as well?
3: well yeah, I think we do it in our everyday work. Mm-hmm. Like for me, um, culture means everything, no matter who you see. Like everybody has a particular culture that they grew up with, with their parents. But for specifically black folks, they navigate systems that oppress them.
4: And beyond just looking at it from a racial perspective, you know, the intersection of race and gender. So. Our group is specifically for black women, so there's issues and specific unique um, experiences and concerns related to just being black, but then they're compounded by being a woman. You know, there's, mm-hmm. when you talk about um, issues of discrimination, you know, it's kind of um, like double discrimination in mm-hmm. some arenas.
3: And even like sexuality, like we said, so we look at all those different identities that our community has because black community is not monolithic. Who
1: most of the people in the group what I mean, obviously, their background—they are black women. But what roles in the university or around are they? Are they undergrads, doctoral students?
3: So, from what I've been seeing in the email, it's a mixture of undergrad and graduate students, mm-hmm. and I have some community members um, reach out, and we've had community members before join, and it has been just as um magical, um is the word that I use. No, shout out black girl magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so I think it's a mixture of both, but definitely this cycle has been undergrad and graduate. Right.
1: And you said magical, but what are what is the reception to the group and what are people saying to y'all?
4: I think just and again this is my first time um, facilitating the group, but just in sending out the invitations, like I said, we've seen an outpour of interest in the group which speaks to the need and when the women respond to our emails or you know ask us for more information, they're all really excited about the group, um, and I think they really can appreciate what we're trying to accomplish here. Um, but we haven't really met yet.
3: Yeah, and just from the emails, just like a lot of gratitude. Absolutely. Of like, thank you for doing this. Thank you for, you know, seeing the need. And the thing is, is like, we, like, we just hypothesized that there was a need, because mm-hmm. we right, needed right. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of gratitude from everywhere, like Atlanta campus. I didn't even realize UGA had mm-hmm. Atlanta campus. The Gwinnett campus. And so we're trying to figure out, like how can we address those needs on different right. campuses.
1: And where do y'all see the group going from here?
3: I know
4: um, we want to continue with the cycles after these 10 weeks. We'll start another 10 weeks in the summer, mm-hmm. hopefully. Um, we'd like to see it. We were talking just a while ago about maybe on different campuses. Because, you know, if Atlanta might be, might be a difficult f- commute for some people. Um, we'd like to maybe get some more therapists on board to facilitate more groups. Because this cycle, like I said, we couldn't facilitate everybody who was interested in joining. Um, We're starting with 14 people, and we got, I think, nearly
3: 30 30 people Mm -hmm. who were
4: interested. So if we had more clinicians who were um, open to hosting a group, we could facilitate two at a time, maybe.
3: We are working on a project. I don't know if you ever heard of, like, 444, which is, like, Jay-Z's album, and how they had, like, created syllabi for that, and, like, a seat at the table to launch, you know, Mm -hmm. the syllabus. And so in order to hold people off, and that sounds, like, weird to say, but in their wait to be in the cycle, like give them resources through a syllabus in mm-hmm. a space like, and a space mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, of like you can read these different things by black women um or just black scholars to kind of help with the mental health why they wait right
4: mm-hmm. so i think also just connecting people you mm-hmm. know so they can have that space and that support um you know sometimes being at a predominantly white institution when you're ethnic minority or any minority for that instance can feel kind of isolating. So I think having the resources, having the connections will be really beneficial.
1: And for anyone that is looking to get involved with the healing circle, where can they find information?
3: So the Center for Counseling and Person Evaluation is located in the Mary Early Francis College of Education. Um, It's in room 424. And yeah, you could just go up there say hi to Miss Cassandra and get more information about the healing circle
4: and we'll also be hosting an event this month in honor of black history this is a collaboration between the Sankofa research team and the center of counseling and personal evaluation and It's titled, My Soul is a Witness. It'll be February 25th from 5 p.m. to 6.30 p.m., and it's in the intersection in the Tate Center. So we just ask that everybody come out. Um, Like we said, this is a space for us, by us, and food will be provided. We'll have some great discussion and fellowship, and we'll be discussing the intersections of history, heritage, and healing in the black community.
1: Uh, Well, that's really all I had, so thank you. Thank you all for coming to talk to us. Certainly. Thank, Thank you, you for you. having yes. us. This is great.
0: And that was The Front Page. The show is produced by Luke Gillery and myself, Kira Posey. Grab a print edition of our paper in the newsstands on campus or around Athens. Thanks for listening. I hope you tune in next week.